mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Candace. And not Kayla. I'm Melissa. Yes. <laughs> hey, Melissa. Hi. Uh, Kayla's off filming Roswell, New Mexico. Um, and her husband, Tanner, is also on that show. They're killing it right now, guys. Um, and we miss them so much. But uh, we've got a great episode for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you ready, Melissa? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Yep. Um, is your uterus ready for this conversation? It is prepared. <laughs> Guys, today we're going to talk about drum roll. Period. Yeah. Aunt Flo, she comes to town. She comes to visit you every month. You love them. You hate them. It brings the life. And mm-hmm. It does all the things. <laughs> it gives us life. It gives us grief. It gives yeah. us bloat. Yeah. It gives us so many gifts. So, pain too. All the pain. Um. So let's just jump right in. Melissa, what is... When... Did you get your first period? I got it when I was 11. I was staying at a hotel with my family. Oh, no. Yeah. um, And it came and I told my mom and she freaked out. Even though we'd had like all the conversations about it, but I think she was more so excited. She was excited because then after I had it, I told her and then she went and got me pads then she proceeded to tell all the women in my family, calling them. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and then she would have me get on the phone and talk to them. And they all talked about their experiences. So it was a lot for me going into sixth grade and <sighs> being in this hotel room. And, and then my dad, he I'm like, he's the only male because it's me and my mom and then my two sisters and um he was just like i don't want to hear about this (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah what about you Uh, i just love that your mom was like and then everyone decided to share their story and it was like a communal period really and i was like it's this really necessary 
But it is. Is it? It is. <laughs> um, I was 12, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think it was like 12, almost 13. And luckily mine was at home. I like didn't feel good all day. And then I started my period. And then I told my mom and she like got me all the stuff. And mm-hmm. I was so excited. Like I was thrilled. Like I, it, it was as if like... I just won an Olympic medal. I was like, I did it. This is an accomplishment. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. And like all my friends came over the next week, the next weekend. And I was like, Hey guys, I just want to let you know, like I got my period. So like if anyone ever needs a pad, like I have them now because I have my period because I'm a period person. Right. Because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all like, that's very disturbing <laughs> why you're sharing this information with us. Um, but I was like so excited by it. Yeah. And and then that was the first and last time I've ever been excited about having a period Ever. Really? You've never like once been late and you were excited. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, I've done that. I've done some happy dances. I've absolutely done some happy dances about my period coming. Um, but yeah, it's just like it's funny. You think you're like in your thirties and you're like, Okay, I got it down. Mm-hmm. I know when it's gonna come. I'm a full fledged adult and then like a day later you're like, Damn it, I bled through my jeans again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like even this this month, I mine was like ten days late. And I was like, what is going on? And, you know, it just happens sometimes. It's late to the party. Mm -hmm. Do you have the apps? Yeah, I do. And that's why I was, I knew that it was like (laughs) supposed to be here. (laughs) Do you feel like people talk about periods enough? Why? Uh, Like, do you think, I mean, women, do you feel like women talk about it naturally I think we do. Um, I feel like more so now. It's talked about a lot. Well, actually, I take it back. I think I feel like like my since I've had a period, we it like once you join the club, everybody just start talking about it um, all the time. But it's still seen as like taboo to talk about it around guys. Um, Like I don't have you seen the circle? No. Okay, so if you don't know, it's a show that's on Netflix, a reality show where all these people, some people. You're in separate rooms um, pretending to be friends with people. And um, some people are catfishing and pretending to be other people. So and the there's like a prize at the end. Whoever wins and as the last one standing gets $100,000. So this one guy was pretending to be a woman and they had like all the women were brought into this chat and they were all talking about their periods and he had no clue. <laughs> He was like, yeah, I get pain on my left side. And they're like, what? And he's like, when I am on my period, I make sure you like drink something warm to make you feel better. And they're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And so it like tipped them off. Like maybe this isn't who they're saying that they're supposed to be. Wow. That's impressive. That is very impressive. Mm -hmm. I just always think back to like, there's that sex in the city episode where, um, did you ever watch Sex in the City? Yeah, I'm that, trying to remember the episode. It's, it's early on, but they're all trying to get into this like hot new restaurant in New York. Yes. Per yes. usual. Mm-hmm. But um, they messed up their reservation and they're waiting forever. And Carrie Bradshaw is like fighting with the hostess and they're like bickering to each other. And it's this like super bitchy hostess that won't give them a table. So the whole episode, they never get the table. And then Carrie goes to the bathroom and... Um, the hostess comes out and she's like, does anyone have a tampon? And then she sees it's Carrie Bradshaw and Carrie Bradshaw pulls out a tampon. And then the next shot is the hostess like leading to them, leading them to the table. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's tampon is a hot ticket. Yeah. It is a club. And like, once you're in it, it is like super girl code. Uh-huh. And like, we all need each other. Right. Yeah. Um. So today we wanted to talk about periods because uh, like, uh, hello guys, 50% of the population has one Yeah, and, uh, women are going through a lot, you know, everyone's on their own journey. Everyone has a story. Um, but there is a group of women who you, that I had never thought of. And Melissa, you had said that you'd never thought of this mm-hmm. before. Um, but who's looking out for women who are currently homeless or in low come, low income 
situations where they're having to choose between tampons or diapers for their children. Or if you can't even afford food, let alone uh, feminine hygiene products. And so we've both um, had the privilege to get to know Chelsea Von Chaz over the past two years. And she recognized that this was an issue and she has taken it upon herself to start an organization called hashtag happy period, where they collect feminine products and distribute them to, um, women who are homeless or as she says, houseless, and also to women in who are living in poverty or low income housing. And, um, she's wanting to change the stigma that exists around, um, menstruating. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. Guys, this is such a great episode. Um, so sit back, relax, and uh, get ready to meet Chelsea. And we're back with Chelsea Von Chaz. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Um, you've actually been on our list of like guests that we've wanted on this podcast for a while. For a while. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Since the very beginning. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing better. I'm sorry. I've been booked and busy, but you know, I love y'all. Don't apologize. Yeah. Okay. You're like saving the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. So, yes. <laughs> um, one cool uterus at a time. Yes. Um, but I am so excited because I love happy period so much. I love the story in Thank which, you. Um, so how much. you and your mom I appreciate started your support. It. Uh, well, it's very easy to support <laughs> because I can't believe that I never thought about, um, mm-hmm. thought it was a subject matter I'd never thought about before. So right. I just want to jump right in for our listeners who don't know about happy period or how it started mm-hmm. could you tell us about that day when you were with your mom in the car and what started you on this journey sure uh so happy period is a nonprofit that provides menstrual health education and also uh period products safe period products to whoever for whatever reason, uh, does not have access to period products. So if the reason being is if they're homeless or houseless, I prefer to say, uh, if they have low income, um, if they are displaced because of like a natural disaster, that um, all of those reasons and a couple even beyond that, we provide products to, to you. Um, an individual who was uh, homeless or houseless at the time is what inspired or who inspired me to even really get the idea or just the thought about like, well, what do you do if you are homeless and you're out living on the street and you get your period? What do you do? Where do you go? Um, So that day, um, initially, I was headed to work at a, well, I was still doing styling at the time. So I was headed to a showroom and I'm driving in my car in Hollywood and I just saw I got stopped at a red light and I saw this homeless woman crossing the street and she had the period stain on the back of her, on the back of her butt. Like she had on like these kind of like shorts, kind of like pajama shorts or whatever. Um, but that's what sparked the, as far as the idea planted in my mind, it was just that moment and seeing that like, oh damn, like, yeah, if you are your period and you're homeless, where do you go? What do you do? Because your period just doesn't stop just mm-hmm. because you're homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, periods don't stop at all <laughs> for no, whatever unless reason. you're pregnant. And then <laughs> right, that's a whole other, right, like, a whole thing. other reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they just don't stop because of like, you know, your circumstance mm-hmm. or, um, you know, you're going through, you know, you don't have any money to like buy them, you know, or buy your products. So, so yeah, that is what really uh, made me kind of like stop and think about the situation or the issue. Maybe it took like a little bit of the the research that I did within like a couple hours that same day. Um, maybe that was kind of like more motivation or a little push to really um, go forth in, um, you know, asking some questions and possibly even doing something about it. So maybe like I... Uh, reached out to like six different shelters and transition homes. This is on the day that this happened. Oh yeah. This is, this is me going like on, going on Google on my iPhone. So as I like (laughs) stopped driving (laughs) and got to my computer at home. So yeah, I just, you know, was researching and then I started emailing like shelters because, you know, I didn't want to just take, you know, Google's word for it. Cause it was, it was a lot of articles about, um, 
as far as just period products as a whole at that time, because this was like 2015. So well, like I do the pink remember tax and yeah, it was a lot of articles about the pink tax, uh, which they didn't really even call it the pink tax even then, um, which for our listeners that don't know what that is, it was a, it's a tax on period products yes. for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a tax, um, on the sale of like anything that's considered like feminine hygiene or feminine health, you know, that's the items are, 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 are subject to a tax, um, you know, now I view that as like, I mean, it's just very, it's highly uh, discriminative. So it's just crazy how like back then I didn't really get it. Like I really wasn't even in, in that lane, so to say, because uh, with what I found about just the homelessness issues, just the main thing was like, well, nobody really talks about periods. Mm-hmm. So therefore, nobody's going to think about no one being homeless on the right. period, and they automatically kind of view a homeless woman, a homeless homeless man, as like the same thing, almost the same mm-hmm. entity. They don't really look at like, okay, uh, the two genders or sexes might have different experiences based off of just them being a male or a female, not binary or transsexual, tra- uh, transsexual or whoever. Um, so it was, so you saw all these articles online. Yeah. Like, just kind quickly. of like saw a few things online and, but it's none of them answered my question. My question was, well, what do you do or where do you go? And what are the resources? The main thing was like, okay, what's, what are the resources? So, um, anywho, maybe one shelter hit me back and the person I got on the phone was, um, I don't remember her name or even, I don't even, I don't even remember the, up top of my head, like the name of the shelter that she worked at. But, you know, she pretty much said like, well, I mean, honestly, it comes down to the people donating to us. Like we can, you know, allocate our budget towards like hiring people to ask for donations, but um, we don't have, we're not required to have period products in our budget, like how we are required to have them in like other things like for water and beds and sheets and food and, you know, like utilities you know, every, it's a non most shelters are nonprofits and most shelters are actually like federally funded mm-hmm. nonprofits, but they don't have a requirement or anything that says like they have to, even with the state, they don't have to supply this, even if they have folks there that have periods. So, which is, I'm assuming, I mean, 50% of the population has, has a period, has right. A period. <laughs> right, right, right. So I was like, that's stupid. (laughs) Okay. Um, But then she also said like, you know, um, as far as their pantry or their, um, their donation bin goes, um, no, it's period products like pads, tampons, like that's rare. Nobody donates those. Um, It's always definitely more about like the canned goods and the, the, you know, coats and socks, Mm -hmm. which are still important. Still important. Um, but, you know, I think like the main thing uh, that she said that stuck with me was like, yeah, we definitely receive way more donations for like razor blades and even like shaving cream for the men to shave with than we do of period products. And I thought that was crazy. And, you know, and she was like, I mean, the reality is like most of the time because we don't have it, it's me going in my pocket or, you know, when an employees will go in our pockets to give to someone who asks for it. But Sometimes we don't even have any extras to give like that. So that's, um, I mean, the the rest is kind of just me being very uh, proactive. Like I emailed all my girlfriends and like this crazy ass thread <laughs> that was like, this is what I saw. I want to do something. I don't want to give the shelter any money because this is what the lady at the shelter said. Um, yeah, I kind of went in on my email. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and on top of this, like I was telling my mama about it at the same time and she was like, okay, well, let's just like do something. So initially happy pair was supposed to be a project. It was supposed to be like this one-time thing where we just kind of like did it and maybe, um, you know, maybe we'll do it like quarterly or later on in the year, like when it was like Christmas and Thanksgiving and all of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the first one, we just got everybody together all my girlfriends, one of my girlfriends had worked with, an, she works with another organization and she was just like, hey, we're going to um, pass out lunches on s- Sunday. Why don't you guys come and um, 
and like, you know, do distribution with us. But at this time, like we're literally deciding like what's what, like right behind each other. Like we thought of the name or my mama thought of the name. We thought of like to do it in the kids. And then we all collected money and we went shopping at Target or excuse me, Target. I call Target Target. Um, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we just, you know, we just kind of like collectively me, all my girlfriends just thought of these different things to like to do to kind of um you know best suit like us creating it from 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 scratch but also you know me just kind of giving feedback like hey let's see what we can do for people outside of the shelter versus Mm -hmm. like people who are already inside the shelter because there's so many more that are outside on the street than you know well because at the time because uh you were living in LA Uh and you still live in LA Uh but obviously I think the you know, country knows that there is a very big houseless and homeless problem here Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. And so there are whole communities that are unfortunately living on the street. And, And those are the people that you're talking about directly servicing who aren't even able to make it into the shelter. Absolutely. Cause shelters are definitely, um, overpacked, um, and overwhelmed, and there are a lot more people who live out on, you know, in tents and, you know, um, street homeless or street houseless, I like to say, because, um, you know, they may not. There's also this stigma, too, with living in a shelter. I think a lot of them have expressed like, you know, especially with women, women are really afraid of getting, you know, like sexually assaulted or attacked or even like, you know, people, um, finding out that they're homeless and then maybe not wanting anybody to know. Um, and, um, I think that's why a lot of folks who, um, may consider themselves to be homeless actually will live in their car versus actually going to mm-hmm. live at a shelter. And a lot of the shelters are co-ed. So there's men and women. There are not many that are actually, um, you know, catering just women or women and children. There are a lot of shelters that have these really weird, rules and regulations um you know i mean they have every right to be picky they have every right to have like a target but it's just sometimes you know unfortunately like from things that i've heard and and heard of uh, a lot of folks experiences it's just it doesn't always it it doesn't help everyone especially if the person is homeless and they have children or if it's like a single father but the shelter he's at will take the kids and not him you know, or right. um, shelters that don't take children at all and some that just take take um, uh, uh, people who identify as male and female, but they won't take folks who identify as non-binary or trans male or trans women. You know, I've just heard crazy stuff. But yeah. And this was, again, just supposed to be a one-time thing. Really? Five years ago. <laughs> one-time thing. And-, and it was just like a really cool, amazing experience like the first time and had um, you ever gone down to skid row to participate or 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 to pass things out or like was that something i've I've done lunches before but i never did like period products like that was the first time ever doing that we've i've definitely have volunteered in, in a lot of different ways actually um but yeah i mean we we went downtown and you know i had decided to do street distribution meaning like i was like yeah we're just gonna walk up to people and ask them if they want a bag of uh pads and tampons or like a little kit so all my homegirls were down and we're (laughs) all pretty like you know um blunt and aggressive and everybody was just not even that everyone was just so down for the cause Mm -hmm. and was really about it so yeah we just you know would walk downtown we went to the union rescue mission first and just kind of like went between the union rescue mission and san julian park which is like 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 in the middle of skid row basically downtown la and we found a lot of women and I mean, the feedback was amazing. A lot of them were just like, like, yo, nobody ever gives us this. Um, we definitely needed this. Um, you know, sometimes shelters don't have this and that. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is crazy. So maybe like one of my girlfriends I hold responsible for, she, at the end of it, she was like, okay, so we're going to be back next month. <laughs> Are we coming back next month? We can do this a monthly month. thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. the period's going to be on next month. Mm-hmm. It's come I was back. just like, mm, okay. Kind of like punked into like, all right, sure. Let's do it again. 
Because I was just overwhelmed by like just what was happening. It was just a and lot. What was happening? Just just um, the- just like women running out of the shelter asking for pads and tampons mm-hmm. or just women um, coming up to us and, you know, just saying like, oh, wow, like, let me get him. Can I have another kit so I can go give to this person? You know, like you just you I got a sense of like the community and how the environment is, um, you know, for for folks who live downtown in Skid Row. And, you know, I mean, they're regular people like you and I. It's just like, you know, you just I before that I never got a, a good dive into and I probably don't even have a good dive because I've never lived there. So it's still me on the outside looking in. But from doing that, I got a good uh, sense of um, their need and what they would like, like how I can be of a really good service. So I really saw like, oh, this is for sure like a void that needs to be fulfilled so in my mind I put it in my head like okay if I don't do it nobody else is gonna do it and it's gonna be women in Skid Row bleeding everywhere if I don't do it <laughs> it sounds crazy but it but there was but just it's motivational true. like it's true yeah. I have to just do it you know yeah because I've volunteered many of times like mm-hmm. um with homeless shelters and things or in providing oh you came with us one time too come, yeah. yeah but That's I true. never like before learning about happy period. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like women do they're on their periods. And yeah. They're not being provided these products. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. There is a bond that is immediately formed for any woman <laughs> that gives another woman a tampon. Yeah. I mean, my favorite place is like any women's restroom where everyone's like, what, you yes. need a tampon, you need chapstick, you need right. a snack. Like, what do you need? Yeah, what do you need? I got you. Exactly. And, and you, I, I had never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously you got to a point where you're like, oh no, I have to do this again. And then I'm going to do this again. And then I'm going to do this again. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then pretty- at what point were you like, oh, I think I have like a, uh, like an organization now. Right. Cause it's like people were coming, um, people were showing up to volunteer even outside of my girlfriends. And then I, th- but it was definitely like month three or four when I was like, okay, no, we have to make this official because then, then on, well, one particular time we were volunteering, I want to say it was definitely like the third or fourth time and we were doing street distribution. And this lady, like, came out of the the mission and she was like oh did i miss did i miss like the happy period people like the happy period kids and i'm like oh wow like now they remember us mm. and they identifying like the bags and you know because by that time i mean we would always do like the fourth sunday i want to say so it was like a little routine so i'm like okay and then we and then also at that time i had got this really cool connection made a really cool connection with uh someone who works at um the union rescue mission. Um, and she's always there on the weekends, like in the check in when women go in to check in and she was so, she was really cool. Um, and she, you know, also allowed us to go inside of the shelter because, you know, I, I'm not sure necessarily like what their policy is, but it was just kind of cool to see how, um, you know, they were just so open with allowing us to come inside without like, you know, really like signing anything or like going through this whole crazy process. So I just want to, you know, really share with people, especially who are vol- people who are volunteering and they want to volunteer. It's like, you just have to do it, you know, and you never know like the connections that you'll make mm-hmm. and what would actually come to fruition. So, so I'm like, all right, well, I'm already cool with the shelter. They expect us in here for like a month because we were also doing shelter drop offs at that point. So whatever was left over, um, you know, if we couldn't pass it out to whoever on the street, we will always stop at the shelter and just drop it off so that they would, you know, distribute how to see fit. So, yeah, maybe like two months later, we were like, uh, yeah, I want to say about two months later, we were official as far as a. 501c3 charity so we started that process real quickly and were you still style working as a stylist at this point for sure i didn't i stayed in wardrobe styling for about like a year in like one more year in and then um decided to go full-time after that um but yeah been crazy yeah (laughs) it's been really crazy Crazy, five years in what is kind of the biggest like uh, for running an organization I guess just starting Mm -hmm. there um I won't say because it's not a business but it is Mm -hmm. like essentially 
running like a business. Mm-hmm. Um, as oh, it, far is as a, business. it is a business. Yeah. yeah. I've never thought of, I'm just saying it's not like a for profit <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. but like it's, um, but still you have to run it. Like what has the, mm-hmm. been the biggest lesson or hurdle that you've had to kind of jump over that you didn't anticipate? Oh, uh, let me see. I don't know. It's, I always get stumbled by this question. Cause I feel like I'm, I reach challenges every single day. Right. And it's, it's literally like every single day. Um, to try to keep it afloat and keep it alive. And then um, I'm such a hands-on boss because I come from freelance. So it's like you already know that life of doing everything that you possibly can in your power and figuring out ways to not sh- uh, not shortcuts at all, but just to get things done and um, the best way that works for, for you. So... Yeah, I don't really have like expectations um, or I didn't really set any expectations for myself. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't, um, you know, take any classes or even sign up or work in social services at all whatsoever. Because people ask me that all the time. Like, do you have a social service background? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I, I rarely even like people as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. But, um, but I'm like, no, it's just, it's just purposeful work. So it's like, that's kind of my main, my main thing. So a lot of it just feels really natural to me. Um, as far as like with running happy period as a business, I just always looked at it as a business because I, I only, I only know business. I, I did go to school for that. I've worked with a lot of really cool people, um, celebrity and non-celebrity as like assistants and someone's assistant and, um, uh, styling. And, um, that in itself was just a lot. So a lot of things that I did for other people, I just applied it to myself Mm -hmm. for my own thing. Um, and just investing in yourself. That's the best way to go. I tell anybody to invest in yourselves for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, like maybe, uh, if I can think of like times where it was just like, Oh boy, it's always centered around money, I guess, like raising money, raising funds. Um, but to me, it's like, that's kind of the fun part because that's my hustle mode that kicks in. So that, as far as that came from styling, that never went away at all. Um, you know, and so I kind of have figured a lot of things out on my own. Of course, there's books that I can read. There's good things that I can Google. There are these like, you know, one, two, three ABC steps to things that are protocol as far as like, you know, becoming official an official charity, um, tax requirements, state requirements, IRS requirements, things like that. That's set in stone, but it, but that doesn't teach you how to run it. <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't teach you or tell you like when you get up in the morning, this should be the first thing you think of and you just have to do it or it's going to, you know, die. Think of it like a kid almost. <laughs> yeah. It's your baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. Um, what are there right now? You you're all over the country too. Happy period mm-hmm. has chapters all over the country. Yeah. Do you feel like you're like, does everyone keep in contact with each other? Has it been really inspiring to see that so many women have felt yeah. influenced to start this? That was pretty crazy. Like in the beginning, cause I didn't expect that because all I, I would do is just, I would travel and host volunteer events and wherever, wherever I was. And it just kind of latched on like that. Um, and I've just always been so open with information and telling people like, you know, um, like what I did and saying, you know, if they were interested in doing the same thing, I was like, go for it. Like share the logo, Mm -hmm. collect pads and, you know, um, go for it. Like get your family together, get your girlfriends together. So it was really cool to see how people just naturally gravitated towards that. Um, you know, cause I think folks are really, kind of like programmed to volunteering in one or two ways only. And then um, that's why they're always like, you know, well, what can I do? How can I get involved? And once you tell them like, yeah, but I mean, it's your availability, it's your time, it's your friends, it's your space. You kind of create your own opportunity because that's what I did. So I kind of looked at it as like, okay, I'm creating opportunities for people to get involved with my organization. And it is kind of latched on. And grew like crazy for there from there. So I didn't expect for him to jump from like L.A. to New York to Atlanta and the Bay Area and Toronto and oh, my goodness, like Phoenix. It was just crazy. So we're all everyone's considered ambassadors pretty much. So think of it as like an ambassador program, um, whether you're an individual or it's a, it's it's an entire group that's in a city um, and you just represent for your community using happy periods initiative. So it doesn't it does. It actually takes no requirement, like as far as from us. Um, the main thing is to, you know, provide these services or these goods in your community. So it's not about like, let's collect period products and send to 
happy period in LA or happy period in New York. No, like you collect products and you give them to your shelter or even your school that's um, local to you. That's mm-hmm. in a couple of miles of you, like wherever's the nearest place. So. so you're providing like the guidelines, the blueprint for them to Absolutely. do Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we let people know, like, use your, use your social media if you want to. Um, here's Happy Period's logo if you want. Um, here's our Facebook page if you want to communicate with other ambassadors. Um, you know, like, because at this point, it's like I had to lose like the terminology of chapters because it happened it jumped so quickly where there was like really cool things happening where like ambassadors in two different cities would link up and like move somewhere else and then now they're doing volunteer events in a whole nother place and sometimes they move out of the country (laughs) (laughs) and so it's like that kind of was like really crazy it's just growing really really fast so I figured like okay yeah so maybe like we'll We'll just go, we'll still uh, shout out the cities and the areas, but now it's like people are starting happy periods at their school, at their college, like little clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, yeah, this is definitely growing into like a full on, you know, tribe in a sense. Um, but yeah, all just from one little idea. Well, one big idea that's a really big cause, really big issue. Um, yeah, just being open about it. So And a, b- a big idea that no one had shockingly thought of or truly considered mm-hmm. um except to you know whoever right. federally just turning a blind eye to it essentially mm-hmm. yeah um but since you mentioned school yeah. i want to talk about your period guide yes oh so here's one you can yes! check out yes i'm so excited um it's called self yes. powering a youth centric program focused on menstrual health and self efficacy yes really important so um Pretty much like I've just always been into education. I've always been into um, sharing information, especially when it came to, you know, just awareness around like our bodies and our minds and pretty much just wellness. I'm obsessed. Um, In doing Happy Peers work for the like last couple of years, I've gotten uh, a lot of uh, feedback from people who are in um who are in the realm of education, um, especially teachers and principals, um, you know, just giving me feedback about how what's happening at their school. Um, the main thing that I would um, hear is that a lot of schools, when they're when something happens and they're losing, they lose their budget or a piece of their budget is cut. Um, the nurses station is more than likely like the first thing to go. Really? And mm-hmm. that's something. Yeah. I and so it was like, like arts and music and right. Well, and dep- all those. And, yeah. I'm like, and all those two. I mean, it depends. Jeez. It really depends. Um, but it's like, that's something that, you know, folks really just don't talk about. Cause yeah, you would think it would be like something extra correct, uh, curricular activity, which is still just as terrible. Like right. I think Absolutely. those are so important. Still, it's still super important. Um, but I mean, most of the time, you know, if, 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 if it, if they have to cut it so much to where they have to eliminate like a salary or two, then more than likely that's kind of the first person, if not like a janitor or, um, you know, an extra P coach or, you know, and people are already, you know, kind of doubling down, on their occupation already. I mean, I feel like teachers should get paid millions of dollars. Yes. And that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> it's it's a conversation yeah. we can so, absolutely. Yes. yes. Shout out to everyone who's a teacher. Yes. Um, but yeah, a lot of teachers will let me know, like, yeah, I'm very much aware that my students, you know, it's a it's a um it's an underserved community already. It's an underserved um school system. Um, but yeah, this happened and the budget was cut and we no longer have a nurse at a nurse's station. That's, that's the person that usually orders all the, the pads for the girls, um, uh, for all the students. So that gets slashed. And then, um, yeah, a lot of other times for the most part, they would just say, yeah, um, I'm purchasing pads and tampons for my students because we, you know, they're not provided in our school. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, the girls complain, you know, because the nurse is a man and he's buying and order these bulky pads. Yeah. Which is like, but I have no problem with the nurse being, being a man. I'm, I'm all for it, but I think like, it's just also like, okay, we need a bit of a change for the, for the students, especially if they're in middle school and high school. It's like, come on. Yeah, there is something about, I I mean, I'm, I'm sure my 
teen- our teenagers would be like, Can't, just stop talking. <laughs> but it's true. It's different when you talk about like your period mm-hmm. with another woman as opposed to like a dad yeah. or a man or yeah. like, I mean, I'm sorry. I still prefer a female gynecologist. And I hear you. not no offense to any male gynecologist For and sure. your abilities. It's just when you're talking about your body and what you're experiencing, mm-hmm. it's a sensitive thing. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's a lot of other things that kind of like go within that are happening at schools where it's like, you know, you have to be a little bit more considerate, you know, um, even like your bathroom policy, for example, it's like, you have to be mindful, like of your students that have periods, they may need to go to the bathroom right. more than the usual yep. and they shouldn't be questioned about it. Um, you know, what's your policy if somebody, you know, spoils their clothes or, um, you know, what's the policy for getting to the nurse? Like, you know, is there something in place where they won't necessarily have to go to the nurse? They can just go straight to the bathroom. So, um, just a lot of those things, just, you know, kind of like those things happening over about like maybe like two years and me donating to schools, um, on the slide also, doing workshops with some of the schools, like teaching uh, period health or just period care. Um, I mean, because let's face it, uh, a lot of the school systems have sex ed and some of them don't, but majority of the time, like they're not really giving them a full-blown discussion or a full-blown like curriculum involving their reproductive system, especially when it comes to their period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love even in here, you're talking about like how you can track your period. I mean, yeah. I didn't know until I was an adult that I was like, oh, this is, oh, it comes at the same time <laughs> and I can like put it on a calendar. Okay. Now yes. I, there's yeah, an app yeah. for that, you know, or like, absolutely. Or even different disorders, you know, of like some there's women, so some much. young girls being like, why am I in so much pain? And you're not. Absolutely. Yeah. So I created this, um, this period guide. So it's a booklet. Um, and I created it for, I wrote it for teens and adults. Um, cause I feel like both can, will learn something and we'll be able to share that information. And the whole goal though, is to really like, I want to get into the school system. I want to get into where we're actually, we've created a curriculum that would fit within whatever requirement that, um, a, uh, 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 the school board w- would hold to any, you know, any school that's in, especially underserved communities. I want to g- support them in a, in a way where it's like, okay, we can definitely teach this. We can include this. And it marks off a requirement when it comes to like sexual education. This is a beautiful book. Thank you. <laughs> I remember when I had my period, well, we had the period talk at school and it was just this Thank girl you. Sitting like in the middle of a field, holding her knees, looking really sad. And this is like, (laughs) this is like, I would want to read this and not be sad looking at a book about something that my body goes through every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because especially like when you're, I mean, because the the average age right now of monarchy or monarchy happening, monarchy is like your first period, is Mm -hmm. what you call your first period. Um, But it's nine now. Like that's, that's and that's the average. And it's, it's actually gotten younger because, um, I mean, I looked at some data, like maybe like 20 years ago, the average age was actually 15 or like majority of women actually said like, oh, well I didn't start mine until I was like maybe closer to 17, mm-hmm. but it's crazy. Like the average age now is nine. And there's, um, by the time, you know, you're going into, they're going into middle school. Everybody already has, mm-hmm. has their period. So yeah, and it's still, but you're still in this awkward ass like phase where it's like, oh, I don't want to talk about this, but this is weird. I'm being forced to grow up. My body's going through puberty and now I have to do these other things. But yeah, I still feel like a child or I still, I feel weird. So, you know, I want to make it like as cool and visually appealing as possible so that it's not such just like uncomfortable mm-hmm. thing to be reading or even like experiencing. Yeah. It doesn't feel yeah. clinical. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to go that route. So it's crazy so, yeah. though that even, I mean, there's three at least women in this house. My four-year-old's mm-hmm. obviously still mm-hmm. a young girl, um, but obviously I have to buy a lot of menstrual products yeah. <laughs> and it is so funny when I'm leaving Target or like mm-hmm. the CVS and it's like, even as like an adult woman buying like 
products, I still get a comment. I swear almost every time of someone being like, wow, well, what's all this for? <laughs> like, Oh, this is quite the selection you've got. And I'm like, what? What is surprising the next about time any I'm, of Just this. say, do you need one? Yeah. And just, you, try, just shove it up their <laughs> nose or something. It's so weird. I don't know why people act like so. The, I just, I'm just convinced like anyone that says something is like, okay, you're just immature. Or you're just nosy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next time say, yeah, buy all of this and yeah. see how you feel now. Yeah, exactly. Like, Be quiet. Like this is expensive. <laughs> but it is crazy that like, why can't as women, we just at the dinner table with both mm-hmm. men and women, yeah. they would like pull out a tampon and be like, I'll be right back. It's just yeah, like, yeah. it's, it's happens for most of our life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it happens every month mm-hmm. and it's also like part of what creates life and right. gives room for that like I don't understand why there is still such mm-hmm. a stigma, stigma or an uncomfortable conversation around it and because dudes don't have them yeah I mean that that <laughs> kind of sums it up right there they just don't have them and it's and it's a cultural thing too and in hundreds, thousands of cultures. There's not just one culture, but I mean, yeah, it's just kind of like over time and historically it's been embedded in our minds that, you know, we're bleeding. So therefore we're dirty, um, unclean and should not touch anything. Um, yeah. And it's unfortunately like it's, you know, it's in, even in certain religious, religious books and, um, you know, certain tribes, there's all these different things in different places. Like there's just such this crazy, like shaming happening towards, uh, people with uteruses. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately I think like, we've just kind of like, you know, submit to that for too long and, um, you know, and change is happening. It's happening, but you know, it might be progressing somewhere else versus like another place it's still you know people are still being shunned you know away to a hut or something when they have their period so I mean it's crazy and yeah I mean even but even though like men don't have periods it doesn't mean they have to be jerks about it it doesn't mean like they have to be like completely eliminated from the issue or the topic just because they don't have it um, I think like the main thing is just education. Cause I feel like most of the time when they're being a jerk about it, it's just because they're ignorant and they don't know, but low key, they want to know. It's really because I don't know what this is. I don't know what that is. And it frightens me. So since it's frightening me, I don't know what else to project to you besides just my, you know, me being mean and just being stupid mm-hmm. about it an element of hyper masculinity essentially yes. yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorites was we we had like a fun period party here uh-huh. when we collected all the bags that time and there were just as many men as there were women yes and my favorite participating. was yeah participating and like putting all the different like tampons and pads in the in the bags yeah. and my favorite was when they they were all so confused because they were just like wait why is this one so much bigger than this one and like wait am i messing up the flow this one says super and this one says light like and you broke it down for all of them and you're like here we go i'm gonna walk you through a cycle of tampons and pads and liners oh okay and then they were so proud when they got it they're like okay so two supers like four regulars (laughs) and they understood so it's like yeah i mean i'm just all about education i just i just feel like okay you really want to know let me just let me tell you before you freak out or before you just kind of you know go into this weird like space of "Uh, i don't like it I'm afraid of it. And I don't know how else to express that. Yeah. But it's fun. I'm all about like, especially for men is like, they also have to understand, like you can produce a child that could be female or identify as female. And you don't want to like, you know, you kind of want to think about like breaking the cycle of making, you know, um, someone with the uterus feel like, they're less than because they're bleeding or you don't want them to feel weird or shameful around you when they get to a certain age, just because they're bleeding, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, you can't have conversations with them. I mean, I get it. Like I'm not a parent. So it's like on the outside looking in, it looks a lot like, yeah, talk to your mom about that. Or that's just, that's a woman's 
thing. So I'm not sure. But I talk to men all the time who are single fathers or not. And and they're like, yo, I don't want my son to grow up to be a douche. So I, it starts with me. <laughs> it starts with me. So how can I help or what is the best thing for me to do? You know, like I'm down to make runs to the store. I am down to protest and have my my pink hat on. I want to buy everyone's like subscription for their tampons. I'm down. But what else can I do? You know, and it just create. you just have to, it's baby steps, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having cool. that conversation. Absolutely. Like yeah. them having the conversation, I feel like that's the, that's the number one, that's the number one thing. Cause a lot of, a lot of them just are not open to that at all. So the fact that you're open to it, then. Yeah, you're off to a good start. My husband is just like, can someone just please tell me the cycle that everyone's on (laughs) and I will fully support you all. I'm on your side. I'm here for you. Yes. I will get you all the tampons and all the ice cream you need. Yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. It's like, I'm down. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in your five years of doing this, Mm -hmm. um, is there a moment that sticks out for you that you just hold Mm -hmm. on to dearly, like an interaction with, with a woman or a group of women or you, you know what um probably like in the beginning when um i met an individual who uh who uh expressed to me that they no longer you know they had an issue with a certain shelter because the shelter was strictly for for women and um this individual no longer does well does not identify as a woman but um they identify as a trans man and the shelter had an issue with that so um i was just like wow that's stupid um why would they have an issue with it and you know um but the main thing like as far as for me sharing or what i can share is um, you know, they express expressed that, you know, how hard it is for them to still have their period and, you know, and also be homeless and also, um, you know, deal with like racism and microaggressions um, and still have their period and want to, you know, identify as a, uh, a trans male or a trans individual and live. It was just so much happening but when their periods came it was just like how their period coming was just a reality of like I'm I don't feel I don't feel right or I'm not you know I'm Mm -hmm. not comfortable in this body or I'm not I'm not whole and you know and so the shelter kind of made it much more difficult because you know um they um had nowhere to go so it's like you know they kind of felt like they were isolated and therefore they had to go somewhere else because they didn't want to create issues for other individuals at the shelter and all that stuff. Um, and you know, and they were kind of being made fun of like, why don't you go to a men's shelter? But it's like, no, I can't like, I, I would def I wouldn't survive. So it's like really crazy. Cause I never thought about that before. So that kind of like made me change my language a bit, even though I've always been, um, uh, a really big supporter of just people being themselves. Um, and that's just for all individuals here on earth. So it just kind of made me so mad that there are people who are in this space of like, you know, charity They're you know, they're working for a nonprofit. They're, they're in the space of charitable work, but they their inner selves were clearly not <laughs> fitting selective charity. Yeah. It's like, they weren't really fitting that. And I was like, damn that, uh, like that, that really sucks, you know? And it's like, I feel for this person. And I also feel for, you know, folks who work in this space. Um, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, Oh, I have another one. I just, cause I just experienced someone I met, maybe like a month or so ago, um, she, I met her at this conference I was at and she, you know, asked me if she could like tell me a little like story, I'll sum it up, but pretty much like she's first generation in her family, um, first generation American. They came over from, from India. Um, and she was like, how do I talk to my grandparents about, not shaming me, my mama and my aunt when we're on our periods because they still like isolate us and make us like not do anything 
in the house when we're on a period. And I was like, so, I mean, they're still practicing like chow paudi or which is like this traditional, um, I mean, it's a tr- tradition where if you're on your period, you are like shunned away into another space or you have to go to like a hut or just away from the family because, you know, they, they just believe you can't, you should not touch or do any types of like activity involving like others. So there's no touching cows. There's no tending to the garden. There's no like cooking in the house. There's no being in the house. It's just like literally a belief that, you know, you are unclean and you are going to poison everybody. Wow. If you do any of that stuff while you're on your period. So she told me that they, her grandparents basically still practice this, even though they do not live in India because the family, you know, her parents got settled here in America and they went and grabbed the grandparents, you know, like doing the right thing, um, you know, breaking, uh, you know, uh, generational traumas and barriers. But she was like, this is one generational trauma that I just have a really bad struggle with breaking. And she was like, yeah, like my aunt feels bad. Like when if my aunts are her period, like I have to go over their house and cook because she can't cook for them because the aunt lives with the grandparents and she kind of takes care of them. So I have to do all of this. If my mom's on her period or I'm on my period, we have to like switch doing things for the grandparents and, or we're not even in the house. And I was like, how does that make you feel? And she was like, it makes me feel like crap. And she was like, I know like in my mind, like I'm beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. But it's crazy how like you really start to believe that you're dirty or you really start to believe that you're less than because of like how other people are like acting towards you. And mind you, this is like these are people that are in their 60s and 70s. And, you know, my mom's and my mother's in her 40s. And, you know, it's just really hard to like break this. And she's like, the only thing is like in our house at my parents' house, we don't practice this, but it's just the reminder when the grandparents are around and the fact that we're in California and we're, you know, and she was like, how do I, how do I fix this? Cause it, it really is something that needs to be fixed. But I just tripped out because, you know, I hear of these things like on the news or I'm reading articles about it, like, especially when girls are living in these countries and they're like, you know, just, you know, told to go somewhere else and they're so isolated and they're alone and vulnerable to being sexually assaulted and Mm -hmm. snake bites and, you know, even dying of like hyperthermia and really crazy. So I never thought about like, oh, wow, like there are people who actually like their mindset doesn't change. Like even though they live somewhere else. The situation changes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like it's, it's so, it's so crazy. And, you know, I just kind of like sat there and was like talking to her for a while, actually trying to like, cause I was trying to wrap my head around it myself. Like, well, what do I say? Or yeah. what could I, what, well, I don't know. Like, should I come over and talk to the parents? <laughs> or, like, I've got this great guy. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, and it doesn't, and it's crazy. Like we touch on shame and, and self-confidence in the guide. Um, and, you know, I just really felt that f- from her as far as like, you know, that was the energy that I was feeling from her as far as like, yo, like I, on a monthly basis around these people that I love, I'm kind of like attacked but they're so they're you know their mind is so embedded in this in this way that i they can't shake it you know and i have to like do something about it so yeah that was pretty intense well we've learned if if you decide to do something about anything it right. will definitely get done for sure yeah absolutely yes and i'm so excited what is your next step for happy period what are your goals for 2020 and or what how can people get involved Ooh. if listeners are listening they're like i want to be those people that are, like do get involved but i now absolutely <laughs> yeah i mean like so the best way as far as becoming an ambassador um everything's online on our website um and we share the same information on our social media so we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's we are happy period, um, for getting involved with the menstrual health program. Um, it's best to, uh, to fill out a form that's on our website, especially if you're a teacher, um, or you're, you know, work, uh, in the school system at some, some capacity, we would love to get in touch with you to possibly, you know, bring this, the curriculum to light and even working with, um, small, uh, uh, community members, as far as like, uh, people who do after school programs and boys and girls clubs and things like that. So, so yeah, just 
uh, find us on the website, hashtag happyperiod.org, and we'll be ready for you. I'm constantly inspired by women that are seeing an issue in the world. And instead of just going about their day, just deciding, oh, no, no one else is going to do anything about this. Okay, I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to jump right in and I will figure it out. I was just while we were recording this, I was just reminded of this time when I was, I think, in junior high or high school and I was at church. And after church, this woman came up in the parking lot and she just had blood coming down her leg. And like we like had the wherewithal to like ask other women, like, do you have, it was a a homeless woman asking people if they had period products and then we gave it to her. But then I didn't think about the other woman out there or what she might be going through the next day. I think it's amazing that she's helping anyone that has a period um, be able to get the products that they need. And guys, if you want to help, if you feel inspired today and you want to make a difference within your community, which is another thing I'm just so impressed by is that she's really driven by encouraging people to go out within their own community. This Mm -hmm. isn't about sending products to another city, another state. This is about leaving your front door and calling your local shelters and seeing how you can help calling your schools. I never thought of schools, but it's true. Like if you are a a teenager and you go to school and you don't bring a pad or a tampon with you, or it's your first time, or it's your first time. And if there's not um, any sort of nurse there or any products there, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. That would be terrifying. And it, and it, and then that's where I think a lot of the shame and embarrassment builds from, or, or, you know, experiences where you don't know better and you don't have anyone to turn to. And so if you want to get involved, you can just visit, we are happy period, their website or at, we are happy period on Instagram and see if you can become a, an ambassador in your, within your local community. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. We've got another great episode up for you next week. So until then, take care of yourselves and be kind to each other. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.